Hey everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Garden State HS Wrestling.com podcast and the Airfall Backpoints. Um, as we mentioned last week, we are going to be covering the region tournament. I am currently at Union watching the first two sessions today. We'll be talking a little bit about that and getting everything set up with, with that later on. I'll be at Mount Olive tomorrow for the two sessions there. And we're going to be interviewing the champions. We're going to be interviewing everything. We've just, it's been a really good run so far. But before we get into all that, we got to talk the money, the sponsors. Dan Warnikoff, champion athletes. As I sit here, I look to the left of me, I see Del Barton and their guys. Del, Del Barton is a big proponent of Dan Warnikoff, champion athletes. You know, a lot of guys lose, try to lose weight. They put it on trash bags. They run around like when I was a kid. It's not the healthy way to go. You want that energy and still be fit. Dan Warnikoff, champion athletes. He helps wrestlers, football players, any sports, non-athletes. In New Jersey, out of New Jersey. Dan Warnikoff, champion athletes. Check him out. Now, we are going to have a wrestler of the week. I'm not sure who that is. It's obviously going to be somebody who's going to impress me at region. So there's not going to be no announcement of the wrestler of the week this week, but there will be. So just keep an eye on the site for that Monday. Uh, also, you can go to the site a little today, and you'll see I should have updated how did I do for the two sessions today. I might wait till tomorrow to do that. I'm not 100 sure, but you can see my predictions and follow along. You can also check us out on YouTube. Uh, you can find Morris County HS Wrestling. Twitter, Morris County HSW. Um, we take PayPal and we send some money. But um, we're also going to do our top 10 this week. It's going to really probably going to be the final top 10 just because there's going to be matches wrestled in the next couple weeks. Um, obviously, next week, there's going to be a lot of JV matches. So, for example, there was a match this week that I got a lot of calls about when Madison beat Mendham. Mendham rest seven guys who are wrestling this weekend. So they had to use a lot of backups, and it was still close. So Let's calm down with how we deal with our, our rankings, but we're going to do first in. Actually, the two people I'm going to two in for the first in is going to be Butler, who I said has had a great year so far, and that Madison team, who was undefeated and pressed me, had a COVID stoppage. Having wrestled the toughest schedule, but you, you win who you get, so we're going to go with them. Number 10, Paquanic. Really like what they're doing. I think Tommy Goodwin has a real shot at winning uh, regions. I know Tim Greff has a chance to get down there, so we'll see how they do. Number 9, Hanover Park, like I said. Oliveri and a couple other ones. We'll see how everything shakes out, but they had a great season. This is one of the tougher ones because this matchup would have been wrestled the new previous years, but because of COVID, they couldn't. Uh, Mendham, I have at number eight right now, and seven Hackettstown. I think they're both really quality teams. I think it, it's one of those matches if they wrestle ten times, it's five and five. So um, I kind of deferred. I, I like what Hackettstown's done this year. Number six Jefferson, really good. Team. Team. I think they, they've had a solid year, so they're in that lock in that sixth spot. Pope John, number five. I want to see, there might be some matchups individually. I know that's really not the way you're supposed to break rankings, but we'll see how it works. But I have Pope John, number five. Maybe that might switch with uh, Jefferson. Number four is high point. Three matches, but I mean, I th actually, I think four matches, and they, they had a great run. They're going to have uh, Sotano, I'm sure, probably a win. And uh, some others will advance. So high point there. Kittatini as well. I'm looking, you know, Jackson Cron and some of those other guys making it down, uh, down, out to states in Peaberg. Sorry, it's an old habit. Number two, Mount Olive. Young team. They're hosting the region. From what I've seen so far, a really good job by them. And Del Barton. Del Barton hasn't lost a match yet. So uh, I think the only reason Del Barton isn't going to have uh, every guy going down is because PJ Casal is obviously wrestling at the Dets next weekend. So otherwise, I think they would have pretty much everybody coming down. Excuse me, they did. Uh, Tomas Fisher lost to uh, Michael Campanaro earlier. So he'll be in the wrestle back. But. You know, we got a, a great, great setup today. Um, we actually we're going to be interviewing him. We're going to try to. We're going to see if we can, but we're going to get every 
champion from the region's wrestling. So let's head to that first interview now. I'm joined by North Korea. Check in. Tell me a little bit about this. I know, you know, coming out here, the Barnes had a great season. Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, uh started off with a loss, but after that, um, you know, I started to pick it up in practice, and uh, half my season was blown, like, because COVID issues and everything. But I kept training every day, and it feels great to be here right now. Now, you guys come out here. You obviously are, are well represented when it comes to, you know, was it, has it been different? I mean, obviously, you've had to rely on the scene to kind of go through it with such a COVID year. Just how, how has it been different with you getting ready for it? Um, well, because of COVID, I couldn't be going to team practices and stuff. So I had to be going down to like other places where I could train with my friends uh, down in South Jersey or Central Jersey or whatever. But um, all that training, you know, has helped and led me to here right now. Now, you guys, especially you know, here, you have Tyler, you have Cross. Yeah. How did it, how was it kind of picking their brain, relying on those guys? Because they've kind of been through this a little bit and, you know, they've been in some national stuff. It's a little different. It's kind of eerie. It, it doesn't really seem like a region tournament. With, yeah. How, how is it? I know you, you guys get really fired up. Your parents section brings it. Yeah. So how, how is it different kind of not having that? Um, well, this used to be a place where I, I came for the state qualifiers a couple of years ago, like as a kid. Um, but, you know, without the parents and everything, I still got my coaches here supporting me. And it obviously feels different. And it's not the regions it was like last year, year before, whatever. But um, didn't really affect me. I still, still came prepared. Yeah. Well, congratulations! I know it's, it's another run of of Del Park kids getting down there, and just good luck next week in Phillip Park. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time, Daniel. I know you have a busy off season coming up. We're trying to beat the Giants for a playoff victory. Just kidding. Um, we're going to throw it to another interview I conducted earlier with another region champion, Jack Justin from Mount Olive. He's the champion up in North One of Mount Olive. Let's throw it to that interview real quick. We're joined by another champion at 106 from North One, Jack Pastorico. Jack, congratulations. Talk a little bit about your win and just how it feels to be a region champion. Feels really good. Um, wrestled really well today. Wrestling with confidence. Um, just being able to wrestle in my home gym surrounded by a bunch of familiar faces is definitely an advantage, but I'm uh, happy with how everything turned out and feels good now, to be reading. Show. We talked a little bit about before we came on. It was your home gym, and I'm in Union today, and it's very empty. I can only imagine you know, how excited your home crowd is. Not all the crowd is real well, and they, they got a really good show, you know, as far as parent-wise and, and support. How different would it have been if it was a full gym? How does that affect you? Because I know, especially for the finals, everybody likes to get worked up, and it's you have to almost self-internalize. How did you do that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely very different. Um, like for the finals, like on a normal year, they'd break down to one mat. There would be a ton of people in a crowd. This year, it was kind of just like just another match. I wrestled in the corner of the gym, like three, like three, um, three fans. <laughs> so it's kind of just like. It's any other match. I mean, I know in my in the back of my head, I know it's like a one of the bigger matches that I'll wrestle. But but um, you know, I'm, it's nothing I've done before, so I'm just happy I was able to win. What was it about this year? Because you guys come off like a really good year last year. You wind up, you know, you you win the section. If you go down, you face a buzzsaw team in North Island, which is, you know not not the big. But you did down a group. Then everything changes within three weeks of our tournament to now. 
We don't even know if we're having a season. And then they cancel teams, which is what would have been a big thing for you guys. Um, how did you guys motivate yourself, especially being young, to kind of refocus on and, and get that success you've had this year? Yeah, so basically we had a very short postseason and we had Del Barn right off the right off the bat, as you know, and like we kinda looked at that. We didn't look at it as like, oh, we're stuck with Del Barn. We kinda looked at it as like, oh, we have like an opportunity to wrestle the number one best team in the state. And I mean I had Dan Jones, who's also a very good wrestler. Um, I had him and I just got I looked at it as an opportunity to to you know to get better and I didn't I didn't kind of sulk about it and be like, oh, I have one of the best wrestlers in the state first match. I, I took it on on the head and wrestled them, and I was able to get the win. Listen, you guys have had a great year, and I'm glad you guys, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's not the, the last one we're going to see from you guys as far as teams. And, and I don't, I, I'll be there tomorrow, and I think I'm going to see a couple, you know, more region guys for you guys. But congratulations. Good luck next week in uh, Phillipsburg. Thank you. Thank you for the time, Jack. I'm, you know, always great to. To meet some young talent, even though it's not in person, unfortunately, due to the COVID. But we have somebody who, if you know wrestling in the area, another region champion. Had a fast question, Del Barton. Finished number one at 120. Started started strange in the beginning of the season with a loss that a lot of people weren't expecting, but he rebounded nice the championship. Let's go to my interview with him. I just conducted recently. I'm joined here in Union by the 120-pound Tyler, tell me how this happened. How you enjoyed it? Um, well, basically, it started with a loss against uh, Kingsway, and well, everything good comes from a loss. And me and my coaches figured out what I was doing wrong, and I was worrying about too much about losing and not having fun out there. And after that day, me and my coach decided. They tell me every time before I walk on the mat to have fun and enjoy myself and let everything fly loose and don't worry about winning, but worry about like just having fun and because you're gonna be doing this for the rest of your life and that's pretty much brought me to be a region champ. Now you're one of the young leaders, obviously. I mean, you came in as a heralded freshman last year and had, had a great run. A lot of the eyes were opened up in that Kingsway loss. Not you know, a lot of people were talking and asking if maybe it was one of those situations and you seem to turn it around. How did you help a lot of these younger guys? Because you were that heralded freshman and here you see Jones and other ones who are having success. How did you help them kind of navigate in what's had to be the weirdest season ever with just the way everything's been done? Well, um, my coaches always, especially told me to be in charge of the freshman class and make sure I got them the right way. And especially Jones, because he's having the same as I did last year with weight and me experiencing that weight, I had no one to coach me because no one in the like last year, no one was cutting as much weight as I was and no one could really help me and with Jones coming up freshman, I could help him so much because I had it worse than him and as you can see, that helped so much because the first match we had was against Mont Olive, and he wasn't 100% there, so we knew what was the problem because I didn't wrestle 100% last year either from cutting so much weight. And once we figured out that was a problem, my coaches came straight to me because I I learned from my mistakes from last year. I didn't cut the, I'm still cutting a lot of weight, but now I know how to handle it, and I can help Jones handle it. And that's pretty much the 
biggest reason uh, that made it hard for Jones for the season. And I really helped him with that. And that's why he's a region champ, too. I'm not saying it's all me because it's all him pretty much. And he just has to do it, want to do it, push through it. And I know you might not feel 100% every match, but at the end, it's all a reward. And once that, once your hand goes up in the state finals, you're going to see how much controlling your weight and pushing through practices and all these matches, not feeling 100% is going to get you, especially for the future. It's going to help you so much. Listen, take some credit. Take the victory lap. You, it was you. Just, the, the, you was, take your credit. Take, Jones, you won because of me. You helped it out. You know, something you guys did, Dan Warner Club, champion Plug that. Uh, sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, finally, tell me how, how this was your thing. I know you guys, you guys were really good at You had a really good spot. And you really used that many seniors. You guys had a real shot at winning teams and states again and with everything going on. How was that entering it with what you guys were training? Because you guys are it, – it's strange that I Previously, so team is so far apart, but they're more like a family than anybody I've ever seen as far as team goes. You guys are closer than guys who are growing up together. How did you guys force to that when it, was, it seemed almost such a limited situation? Um, I can't really hear the question there. It kept cutting out. Well, not cutting out, but it's so loud in here. Can Let you- me ask, I'll ask you. So, you guys had a really good team last year. Yeah. And you come into this year and they kind of take you, you know, you, you get your big win last year, you're in the state. Now it changed this year and it was, you're not going to have team states, limited practice, stuff like that. Most teams that are together, they grew up together. You guys came together, but you're more like a family than a lot of teams I've seen. How did you guys foster that this year and help include those freshmen and bring them in? You guys are so tough. At the beginning of the season, we weren't really connected that much. Um, especially the freshmen, we they didn't know like what was going on and it's really hard, especially with COVID. Because you leave and before the season starts we do like team activities and usually get to know each other pretty much. Group meetings. Um, but that didn't happen this year. We went straight into the matches without barely any practice. So we couldn't really connect on like a family level that much. But as the season progressed, we became more together and uh, people started realizing that like we build uh, we get better off the energy that people release so it's hard especially in regions um, because our whole team is not here to support us but we talked about that and they still they contact us uh, after and before every match see how we're doing how we're feeling and that really brings the energy to us brings us want us wanting us to push, not just for ourselves, but for the team, and make Del Barton look better, and make Del Barton, like, the best. And me being a, not upperclassman, but as a sophomore, and as upperclassmen like Toma or Nico Nordone, as they wrestle, or like Andy, those upperclassmen, as they wrestle and they uh, show how much, uh, energy and as much as like a family as we are, it brings the freshmen knowing that they're a part of the family too. And they, they have, even if they're not even on a team, they're on JV. They still help us progress so much this during this year. And like our I know we don't have as much as like seniors or people to guide us that much, but a lot of people step in and 
that really brings us together as a family and doing things after matches. As we, we go after matches usually or before matches, we go to people's houses and we relax and talk, but we don't talk about wrestling. That's the thing. We have a mindset we don't not one not uh, 24-7, our minds on wrestling. We talk about uh, going, we go on hikes usually sometimes too. It's a mind on wrestling and we can enjoy life and connect as a team. Oh, oh. yeah, we connect as a team and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Well, congratulations. I know you guys are going to be well represented. I know this is just the start. We have two of you. I know, uh, I think Fisher qualified as well. And I know we got some yeah, other uh, guys. Fisher, Fisher qualified. We he never list. qualified before. And that's really been like an exciting moment for us. It always seems to be, you know, it's, it, I've watched you guys for a while. And I always tell people, they're always like, oh, they got the really good kids. It sucks. Yeah, but it's always those kids that come in. Because, I mean, we talk about the, the MCT and all those years where it was always the kid who got the fourth and the third. That was always why you guys were dominating before you even made the finals and you had it clinched because of those, the deep runs and those guys you didn't expect. But, listen, congratulations to you guys next week. I know you guys are going to be doing Good luck the rest of you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the time, Tyler. Now, it's going to be a strange interview. Not in a horrible way, but full disclosure, we're doing, obviously, Zoom, and we have set, set up the social distance. Well, we had Luke Stanich, who's the 113-pound champion from North 1 at Mount Olive, on hold. He was in, he's in our, was in our waiting room. Cross Lazaruski, who just won his at 126, came over, and we said, oh, we're just going to do Luke first. Turns out they're friends from Edge, and they're really close, and they wanted to talk. So we decided to bring them both in the room, and we said, hey, Let's let the champions talk. So here's your 113 champion at North One, Luke Stanich from Roxbury. And here is the 126 champion from Del Bar, This is the interview. I can duck with them just a few minutes. Hey everyone, I'm joined by not one, but two. Double the fun, double the pleasure. Russell Zuski, the 126 champion from North Two. And Luke Stanich, the 113 champion from North One. Guys, thank you for joining me. I know you guys are best friends, and I know you're so happy to be on, on there. Tell me not only about how it feels to win the region, but how it feels to know your friend won at the other school. Cross, go first. Uh, uh, it's great. Um, just reunited with my Del Barton teammates, and then always checking on my Edge teammates. I just love to see everyone succeed. succeed. It's always great. I mean, it feels great. You know, everyone's coming home happy. You know, we got Ethan Smith from uh, Booten today that also – Took third at 106, but you know, proud of proud of him too. So, good day. You guys have had a good run, especially for it. So, shout out to the Monicos and everything they do. I know they're big supporters. Just with this, I know it's weird, and, I, and you guys can explain to me because I had said to a number of people about how different this year has been, especially the region tournament with hardly anybody in here. How do you guys get fired up? Because you guys are so used to being in those big matches. The fans cheering that energy naturally. How do you guys get fired up? Um, honestly, I'm just so grateful for having a region tournament and having a season at all. But you know, the fans, everything else around it really doesn't matter when that whistle blows. And after that whistle blows, it's go time. Honestly, it doesn't affect me much. What about you? Same thing, you know. It's definitely different, and I'm very glad that we actually have a postseason because originally we weren't supposed to. So I'm just grateful that we've got something in. 
So the fan, it doesn't really bother me that there's no fans there. You know, I still get to be there with my teammates and some of the other kids are wrestling at the same time. And that's really all that matters as long as I'm having fun. Yeah, I talked to a couple of people earlier and they had mentioned, I know um, I spoke with a couple of the board kids and they said it was strange not having your whole team here, the way the sessions are broken up. I agree being there. Are you guys, after each match, constantly on the phone with your teammates? I know, a lot, I know uh, Tyler Vasquez was saying that his teammates were checking on him, how he was doing. I know they, he was saying that they were checking on you too, Cross. What about you, Luke, as well? Are your teammates kind of like cheering you on from home if they can? Yeah, definitely. You know, after every match, I get a text from at least one person. Like, how are you guys doing? And, you know, congrats, Cross. But, you know, also me and Luke have a group chat with uh, who you said, Ethan Smith and Justin. And we're always checking in on each other, too. So it was great to see everyone qualify. Yeah, uh, uh, my wrestling team actually has a group chat as well. So they're all keeping each other updated in there. And, you know, they're all have good spirits. So I'm blessed to be with that team. And um, last question, I'll put, you, I'll put you guys on the spot here. And you can tell me if you want. You don't have to answer it not. Who is the craziest parent on each team? I personally think it's Miss Jaros. She goes nuts. With her oh my. Stuff. And she's a great woman, but she goes nuts. And then on conversely, I always know, I, I always see your mom sharing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Who, who, who's the more excitable mom if you had to pick one? Um, I don't know, because uh, Scott Jaros, um, Kristen's son, actually graduated before I actually got into high school. Oh, you didn't get the experience. Experience and she's like I still see her sometimes like even without her son on the team like she can be crazy as well because she really wants us to win and do good but my mom is definitely pretty pretty crazy but she's been uh good this year toning it down a little bit doesn't want to get in my head so keep it quiet I understand yeah honestly they're all crazy <laughs> they they both have their moments you know you can't control them. But you know they love us. Listen, I'll, I'll give you guys a, a little a little hint before I go. I have a sister, a younger sister, who's five six. She lives in North Carolina. My nephew is fourteen years old. He is six two, two forty five, and he wrestled last year his first time. He he scores. He runs around. He scores touchdowns for football, and he wrestles. And every time he does something, that's my baby. So no matter what, there's gonna always be crazy parents involved. But listen, you guys enjoy this. Congratulations once again. Edge proving how, how well they, they do and go enjoy it. Good luck next week at Philipsburg. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Luke and Cross. That was, that was one of my funnest interviews I've had in the last couple of years. I just let you guys do the talking. I asked the questions and I look like a genius, so it worked out. We're going to go to another championship match from the first map, from the first region session, Region North One up in Mount Olive. His name, I'm sure. If you watch the websites or have seen anything as a name, everybody should know. The 120-pound champion, who really wasn't a surprise. It was one of the easiest names I can mark down for this year, Evan Mugallion, who is not really a talker when it comes to the press. So I had to pull some strings. But uh, let's go to the interview I just conducted with him a few minutes ago. I'm joined uh, by the reigning state champion and two-time two-time region winner, a man who doesn't make a lot of time for the press. But he's making. I'm folding some favors. I made the calls. Uh, Evan Mugallion. Congratulations. Just talk about the win and just kind of what, you know, how you're feeling right now. Um, you know, I feel great now, but I, I just went into the match being as possible and um, just wrestling every position and making sure that I just wrestle my way and, um, you know, not just wrestling loose and not being 
freaked out by the region final or anything like that. So I just wrestled the way I like to wrestle and um, try to stay composed the whole time. That's it. Now, talk a little bit about this year too, because obviously we've said with with COVID and stuff. It's, I always ask the guys, especially who have been in big match situations, the energy of the people there cheering for you, and it's kind of like you go out there and there's not that energy. How do you guys? I, I, you don't. You don't see like that. Kid, you know, but like, how do you get into that? Where you know, it's just kind of like a regular match. Where it's like, hey, you're here. You're the region champion. You know, um, I always I always try to tune the crowd out anyway. So um, this was this was no different for me. I don't I don't really um, respond to the crowd, and I don't really when I'm wrestling, I don't even notice them. So I was kind of I was just wrestling, and it's it was just like wrestling last year at Regions or last year at States because I was just you know I was just wrestling, and I I kind of tune all that all the noise out when I'm wrestling. So. Now you guys, have, as, as they're making announcements for people that aren't in this building for some reason, I don't know what they're doing. It's, please sit down. It makes no sense. Um, I, how, how do you? How did you get ready for this season? Obviously, you know you you come off, and, and you have to be one of the ones to ask this. You go from last year, you're on top, you win it, you're on the podium. So basically, your life changes in two and a half weeks. Everything shut down. Did you guys wind up going back to school, or was it all hybrid? And, and then how did you get ready for this? I know wrestlers are a creature of habit, especially high level. How did you keep that going when it was obviously no way that it was like anything normal? Um, you know, so, yeah, it was, it was a bit shocking when everything got shut down um, last year, but Ultimately, um, I just I, I found a way to train. I found a way to get in um, the training I needed, and um, you know, it, it seems to be working out so far. So, you know, COVID obviously is a big obstacle, but I was um, I was able to get what I needed to do. I was able to do what I needed to do, and it, it you know, just gotta hope it all works out next week. Now, what do you, now? What do you do to get ready for uh, next week? Obviously, it's a different situation. It's states, but it's at Peabody. Like, it, does it? Does it? I know. Obviously, it's it's not going to not feel different because you're wrestling for the state championship. But going to there as compared to Boardwalk Hall, where it's such the big venue, does it feel any different to you, or is it just another wrestling match, and you're just going to go handle your business? Um. When it comes down to it, it's it's just another wrestling match. But I did, I do love wrestling at Boardwalk Hall. It's it's the coolest. But um, wrestling wise, it, it doesn't make a difference. I guess it'll um, yeah, it, it just it won't be quite as fun. But wrestling's wrestling, so just gotta do what I gotta do. Well, thank you for taking the time. I know I had to convince your dad. I've, I've tried to get you on my podcast as a guest. He's like, he's not really in the interviews, but he promised me that if uh, you didn't run on a guest, I would either get you at States or Regions. So I'm getting you at one. I'm going to hopefully, knock on wood, be interviewing you as a state champion in a week. So congratulations and, and, and just you know, enjoy this week. But I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you next week and people. I, I, I hope so. Thank you. Thanks so much, Evan. Now the fun starts for the night sessions. We've had a great time, took a little break. Uh, when perused some of Union's best food, a.k.a. 7-Eleven. And we are back, and we just finished the finals. And I got a chance to catch up with the 132-pound champion from Del Barton, Nico Nardone. And let's take it to the interview. I just had with him a few minutes ago. We're joined by another region champion. Del Barton it seems to be uh, kind of the thing. Talk about your, your win here, Nico, and just how it feels. Uh, it feels great, especially in such a weird year, and it being my senior year. Um, yeah, it's just something I really wanted this year. 
Now, with it being such a weird year, how is the senior? You didn't get that chance. I know I talked to some other wrestlers about doing the preseason stuff and doing all that and kind of having that bonding. How is the senior? Did you kind of bring everybody together? Um, well, it's kind of weird this year since it's a shorter season, but um, I think the matches, something like Kings Right, really brought us together. So um, just the close matches and definitely the postseason, we're all uh, hyping each other up. So that also brings us together. Now, you guys, like, you guys are creatures of habit, obviously. Wrestlers are. How different was it for you personally getting ready? Because, you know, we had the wrestling last year, and then all of a sudden the world changed two weeks later. How did you get ready to kind of keep it going? Because we didn't even know if we were having this, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, I think my coaches did a really good job of emphasizing that we're going to have a postseason. So, honestly, my mindset hasn't changed just because they're really hammering that we're going to have states this year. Now, finally, you guys, explain to me this this tournament because the Barton parents you usually travel really well. You guys are a loud section. Now, there wasn't a lot of cheering. I know a lot of people feel the energy. I know they're watching at home. I saw the pictures they're posting. They're outside yeah. at the school. How, how is that? Just that kind of different feeling of getting going. Um, it's a different feeling having them not here. But also, I kind of like it because it's more like practice. And I know they're still watching and supporting me, so it doesn't make a huge difference, honestly. But, yeah, I mean, I like it better. Perfect. Good luck next week, and I know you will be cheering for you. Thank you. Chime you. Once again, Nico Nardone from Del Barton. Uh, one of the kids you want to root for to place high on that podium. He's been on the podium three times in three trips. to we'll see what he can do in his fourth year out in Phillipsburg. Another person I, I enjoy rooting for is a, a man, I, a young man whose brother I rooted for and was actually uh, a big wrestler at his school in Bootin. That man, Joe Fungaro. So let's take it to the interview I just got with Joe Fungaro, who was the region champion at North One at the 132-pound weight class. With me is Joe Fungaro. Congratulations. I know, big win. Just talk about winning the region title. Yeah, thank you. Um, I knew coming into the tournament, you know – I was feeling good about it, and when I saw that I had Kelly in the finals, we're drill, we've drilled together before at Edge, and I knew it would be a good match, and um, yeah, I'm just feeling really good. Now, you, you wind up making it to the finals. I know one of your drill partners made it to the finals. His brother also advanced. Just kind of the day for the Boot and Bombers wrestling as a whole and just getting the kids you did down the States. Yeah, it's a great day to be a boot and bomber. Um, we're um, we had three guys make it, and um, I think we can all do some damage next week. And it, it was a great tournament for all of us. Now, speaking of uh, great tournaments, I think there was somebody I don't remember who. There was somebody who predicted you to win. I don't remember who it was. I'm drawing a blank right now. I, I'm pretty I think sure I it was did. the only guy who did. I think I remember. Uh, oh, well, well, that was me. I'm sorry. I don't like to brag. <laughs> but uh, we just, you know, we, we, like we said, it was, it was with the match when you said you obviously drilled him. Was there anything that you kind of, you know, I know obviously when you drill somebody, you kind of get their tendencies. Was there something you thought you could take advantage with him, knowing that kind of how he was? Or was it more of, you all know everything, so you have to kind of throw something at him he wouldn't have seen. No, um, just throughout the match, you know, just feeling pressure, feeling positions. Um, and I just felt him pushing in, so I looked to drop double. 
and it paid off. And it did pay off. Like I said, I was the only one to pick you, and I'm going to keep sticking with it. But listen, <laughs> congratulations. Um, I know you guys are going to do really well at, at, in Phillipsburg. And tell your family I said hello. And tell your brother stop asking me for gigs with uh, voiceover stuff. It's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's kind of killing me now. But All right. <laughs> listen, enjoy, enjoy this, and good luck next week. Thank you. Thanks, Joe, for taking the time. Uh, give my best to your parents and your brother. Um, now another one who's we've talked. We've gone from one family lineage to another. We go from the Fungaros to the Alavari. I caught up with the 138-pound champion from Hanover Park, a two-time state champion, Joey Oliveri, who won his fourth region title and got a few comments from him. Congratulations on the win, four-time region champion. Just talk about how that feels. Uh, it feels great. Only the two other guys in my school history to do it, James Abel and Nicky Ramo. It just feels great to be a third person to do that. This has been a strange year. How did you get ready for this year? Um, just working all season when I could. I mean, it was, it was strange when COVID came around. It was hard to get a workout in, but I was working out in my basement with my brother and just went in, and then everything started opening up, but I was just getting practices where I could, and I was driving all over the place. Now, you head the States. You've been on the program three times. I've talked to your coach. He says you want to win three. What are you going to do this week to kind of get ready? Because it's such a strange tournament with a stop and go and, and such this year. What are you going to do to get ready? Yeah, it's really awkward this year, but um, I'm just going to prepare how I prepared every year. Just focus on cleaning up what I've, on the mistakes that I've made today and uh, trying to perfect those things. And, just going in with the mindset of working hard and believing in my work and going, and going as far as I can and not leaving, not leaving anything behind. Congratulations. Good luck in Phillipsburg next week. Thanks again, Joey, for taking the time after a historic win. Speaking of historic wins, another another Del Barton wrestler winning a region title. At 145, Simon Ruiz takes it. Let's head to the interview. I caught up with him a few minutes ago. Let's see what he has. I'm to here say. with yet another. It almost seems like it's every... Every bracket, another Del Barton Thank champion. Thank you. Uh, I'm here with the, the, the champion at 145, another Del Barton region champion, Simon Ruiz. Simon, congratulations. Just tell us what it was like to, to wrestle today. Um, it was a little bit of a grind. You know, four matches in three hours. It was, it was tough. And then finals match is tough. Anthony's great, great wrestler. So it's always good, fun to wrestle. Now, you were one of the heralded freshmen coming in. You obviously last year had you, Vasquez, uh, Davi. Talk about that group. Just kind of you guys, I was talking to Vasquez earlier. He said you guys have sort of been um, leaders, but the underclassmen leaders kind of taking the freshmen under your wing. Just kind of what were you doing this year? Because you guys didn't have a chance to get together and do the stuff you used to previous years. It was all very remote. How did you get them to kind of get them running in the, as you went into this season? Um, just staying in contact with each other. We talk a lot during school, and um, we just try to keep them motivated just any way we can. What did you do to keep them motivated? I mean, obviously, it's tough with this year. You didn't really know what you were having for a season. Our season should already be over by now. So, I mean, it was just very strange. Just how did you keep them, and how did, how did you guys navigate this tough, tough season? Um, we just told everybody to stay positive and, you know, um, like some of the younger guys are starting this year, we tell them like, like you can do it. Um, Guy Russo, our coach, you know, he doesn't really believe in like freshmen and underclassmen. The only difference that he believes in is 
that freshmen have four times to win a state title and seniors only have one time. That's a good motivation. And speaking of which, you can head to Phillipsburg next week. Good luck there. I know you're going to be well represented with the, the rest of the bar, and we're all cheering for you. Thank you. I'll tell you what, it's been a great day of wrestling both here and in Mount Olive. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be doing the same thing. We'll be talking to all the winners to see what happens. But it's, it's just been a long day. And, I mean, they need to do something if they're going to do it like this about these breaks. There's been way too many breaks. There's been more breaks in wrestling. But you have to do what you have to do. So, for Jared, the podcasting legend, I'm Donald J. Brower. We'll see you tomorrow.